Are y'all spirits? Oh, you mean like ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and put your hand through my face. Oh! I'm kidding about her. Honey, I bet they're gonna teach us some kind of Christmas lesson. Oh, uh, yeah, like show us the air of our ways. Like that classic old Christmas story. Yeah, which was that? The uh, Muppets Christmas Carols? Oh, gosh, I wish. Uh -huh. I love Muppets. Now, yeah, we're just two dead strippers that get to haunt this hot tub every Christmas. <laughs> Okay, you're strippers? Uh, we was. We're dead now. Yeah. We worked at Big Jim's Jug, Rug, and Tug Joint across the street from the family chicken restaurant. Oh, okay. So how did you two pass? Honey, that's rude. Nah, it's okay. There's a song about it. It was Christmas at the strip club back in 1973. Big Jim closed shop early. So we could trim the stripper tree. We gathered all our pasties and stuck them on each limb. Then Big Jim made his annual joke about getting Christmas trim. Took our Christmas quaaludes, having fun just hanging out. We said, Is it safe to swim on quaaludes? like they did something dumb. So we sneaked into this hot tub, crisp old Christmas night. We said, let's do something funny and have a chicken fight. So I got on the bottom and I got Big Jim. Big? I know, it's a funny name. Yeah, like when you call a big fat guy tiny. <laughs> okay, so you're dead too? Honey. Oh, I don't mind. It's in the song. Yeah, let's get back to it. So I sat on top of the chicken. But it felt like something was wrong. Then I noticed the girls went under. But they were down there for too long. So we popped out. We drowned it. So the three of you drowned having a staring contest. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We just having a good time. Yeah, it's the meaning of friendship. Hey, ain't friendship of what Christmas is all about. Hey, don't y'all ever forget that. Well, it's almost midnight. What happens then? Well, it's Christmas and we go back to hell. Yeah, we only get the one night. Anyway, before we go. So here's our Christmas lesson.
just like addiction And now I'm up on you I need some time to get it right You're not gonna see me through Can't stop now, don't you know I ain't never gonna let you go Don't go Baby, make your mind up Give me what you got Fix me with your love and shut the door and turn the lock the doctor came too late Another night I feel alright My love for you can't wait Can't stop now, don't you know I ain't never gonna let you go Don't go do 
recognizable songs of all time from the 80s, and I want to thank you for tuning in to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Let me give you a quick run-through of what you heard in the warm-up mix this week. Leading things off, you had a cinematic remix of The Office. I'll explain why I played that uh, at the beginning of the show here in a second. Then, a little bit of Christmas cheer from Saturday Night Live with Hot Tub Stripper Christmas. One of my all-time favorite uh, parody songs from uh, Saturday Night Live, and that's saying something because they have an incredible uh, catalog of great parody songs. Then it was uh, Tom Miller, My Friend's Place, not actually a tribute to my show here on WGOT, but a tribute to the great club that operated here in Gainesville in the late 80s and was the precursor to uh, Simon's. So, uh, speaking of late 80s, you have the Sleaford Mods doing a cover of one of the most well-known 80s songs of all time, Yes, Don't Go, and now you're officially called up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So, I want to welcome you to the 2021 Christmas edition of My Friend's Place. And here's a good thing. I am not going to subject you to two hours of Christmas music. By this point, you've probably had enough. But, 
I am going to play a couple of the uh, Cramela Christmas classics, like the one you just heard a couple seconds ago, or minutes ago, rather, uh, Hot Tub Stripper Christmas, and then um, I'm going to kind of do a countdown, because you know what? Everyone loves countdowns, and I did some, uh, two actually, one for Halloween, best Halloween movies, one for Thanksgiving, best Thanksgiving uh, sitcom episodes, and they were so great and so enjoyable, and the feedback was so wonderful that I felt that, hey, might as well go to the well one more time for this Christmas episode. So, um, for this uh, My Friend's Place Christmas episode, I'm going to actually do a countdown of Office Christmas episodes. The Office, a well-known TV show, not the British one, but the American one. So, um, at least for me, I thought it had some of the uh, best TV episodes, which were uh, Christmas-related or so I thought before I actually started rewatching them, and I did rewatch all of them uh, for this particular p- uh, podcast radio show. So, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to start from Season 9 and work our way up to Season 2, and they kind of go from worst to first in quality. So, hope I didn't give away too much information on that. But uh, anyway, let's start with the very last season of The Office, which was Season 9. And this episode's called Dwight's Christmas, and um, I think the season was really interesting in a lot of ways because it was uh, the last season of The Office and clearly in total freefall, uh, quality-wise, which started happening after Steve Carell left uh, two years beforehand. And at the time, the writers were trying to introduce all these new characters to keep the show going and get it renewed, but uh, absolutely none of the fans were into them. And at this point, I think most of the regular uh, cast had either checked out mentally or they were kind of off shooting other projects part-time. So the season feels like there was a lot of apathy. Um, But with that said, there were a few uh, good moments and actually a couple of good episodes sprinkled in Season 9 here and there. And uh, this episode, Dwight's Christmas, was actually one of them. So uh, basically, uh, this episode... Uh, This Christmas episode of The Office was just simply a vehicle for Rain Wilson as Dwight to show off his amazing talents. And um, I think at the time they were actually considering giving Rain Wilson a Dwight spinoff, which never quite materialized. But uh, the premise of this episode is that, for whatever reason, I can't can't even remember what it was, they somehow forgot to plan a Christmas party, Uh, so Dwight steps in at the last moment, to bring the office his version of a Christmas party, which is a traditional Dutch Pennsylvania Christmas, and he absolutely goes all in, including uh, portraying like a Krampus-like uh, Christmas creature called Belschnickel, which is actual thing in um, in Pennsylvania, and the uh, Belschnickel-like Krampus is mostly there to punish the bad children, kind of an opposite view of Santa Claus, and then uh, kind of the rest of the episodes, blah. And truthfully, I watched it a couple of days ago to review for uh, uh, My Friend's Place, and I already can't remember much of it or any of the other uh, B-plots or anything really other than the great Dwight sequences. But for the Dwight sequences, I think I can give this one at least a B or maybe a B-minus on the office scale. Now, can't say the same for the Season 8 uh, Christmas episode, which is titled uh, Christmas Wishes. This was the first uh, Christmas episode for The Office without Michael Scott, and it is a total mess. Basically plays kind of like they were trying to do uh, 
Best Stuff episode of all the leftover parts of The Office and the Christmas episodes. And I guess the main plotline is Dwight and Jim engaging and yet, you know, another prank war, which by this time was completely worn out. And, and the pranks that they do weren't funny. It was super, super cringy. There's also a subplot of uh, basically Secretary Aaron getting super wasted because uh, Andy's fiance was coming in and the whole thing was awful and cringy. So uh, this isn't just one of the worst Christmas episodes on the Office list. It's probably one of the worst Office Office episodes basically in the entire series. So um, I give that one a D- at best. So um, we'll get into some more reviews of The Office in the next break. But uh, let's get into some new music. And first up here in the next uh, mix here on my friend's place, going to hear SIS Wooey. <laughs>
compliments, he's nothing.
That's right, doing classics like this, Old Christmas Tree. Stop filming me, stop filming me. I don't want to go viral. Stop filming me, stop filming me. As I start to spiral, I'm screaming in the parking lot. Put on a mask. I think not. Stop filming me, stop filming me. I'll lose my job at Michael's. And the beloved song, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I swear that I'm not a racist. I swear that I'm not a racist. I swear that I'm not a racist. I have a black friend. The Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Karen Angels Sing. We did not do anything. We just wanted a refund for pets we bought in 91. If you give your boss a call, we will picket this whole mall. Just shut up and take it back. We spend a lot of money at Nordstrom Rack. Well, who doesn't? Deck the halls. Deck my Facebook wall with bullshit. Fa la 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 la. This meme is fake, but I'll still push it. Fa la 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 la. The vaccine will give you rabies. Fa la 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 la. Democrats like eating babies. Fa la 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 la. Could there possibly be more? Why, yes, there are. Auld Lang Syne. I don't know what Auld Lang Syne means. It sounds like a Muslim prayer. If I hear you sing it, I'll call ICE and deport you all, I swear. And who can forget the Christmas classic, Carol of the Bells? How dare you ask? I wear a mask in Iowa Barge. Who is in charge? I've come here for years. Now I'm in tears. I just want to shop. I'm calling the cops. Ring, 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 ring. I break everything. Starting to scream. Causing a scene. I cough in your face and blame your race. In come the cops. Tell me to stop. Still I protest. Under arrest. I start to fight. I know my rights. I'm in the tears and acting crazy. Hands I will raise. Now I've been tased. Merry, very, very From the Jimmy Kimmel Show, that is the Christmas Karens. Played it last week, playing it again this week. One of my favorite things I've heard this uh, holiday season. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope you're having as great of a holiday season as I am. Uh, so happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all that are listening to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Here's what you just heard in the music block. Leading things off, you had Sis with Wooey. Then it was Tackies with Magenta. After that, you heard Lands hit him. Then it was a new one from Best Coast. Actually, I think it's a new B-side. Um, but regardless, it's a new song from Best Coast called Leading, uh, then more new music from legendary Smith's guitarist Johnny Marr, Lightning People. This is either the third or the fourth uh, single that I played off his forthcoming album, and this might be my favorite of all the songs so far. So uh, then after that, you had Blanket Man, The Signal Man, then it was Wombo, one of these. 
Then you heard uh, Silverbacks with Rolodex City, and now you're caught up to everything you've heard on My Friend's Place. So, in honor of the Christmas holidays and the season, I've been doing a countdown of the Office Christmas episodes, uh, beginning with the last one in Season 9. So, uh, before the music, we heard the review for Season 9 and the Season 8 episodes. And today, or now rather, we're going to jump to Season 7, which is called uh, Classy Christmas. Um, now, this one's an Office two-parter, so basically it's an uh, hour long. And the big plot development in this year's Christmas episode was Holly, uh, who had a relationship with uh, Michael, uh, returning to the office because she was going to temporarily replace Toby while he was part of the jury for the Stranton try this again, Scranton Strangler, yeah, I can say that, which was kind of a running uh, gag on the show for a couple of years, and then uh, the good thing, or the thing that I really like about this episode are the interactions between Michael and Holly are incredibly weird and amazing, I'm not really sure at all how much of it was written versus uh, Steve Carell and the actress playing Holly improvising it, um, but it is really, really uh, kind of odd and funny, so uh, this episode also has a sweet subplot involving Daryl bringing his daughter to uh, the office Christmas party. And then you have another subplot involving a snowball fight between uh, Jim and Dwight, which kind of starts out as funny as it was kind of nice to see Dwight actually get some revenge on Jim for once. But then um, as the episode moves on, it takes a really, really dark turn as Jim actually develops uh, PTSD from the snowball fight with them. with Dwight, as Dwight continuously uh, bullies uh, Jim throughout the whole episode, so didn't really like that plot thread at all, and that's kind of, for me, might have been what kept me from giving this a higher grade, um, but for all the stuff with uh, Michael and Holly and some of the other things, I'll give this one um, a solid C+. Can't say as much uh, for this episode that's coming up next, which was season six, called Secret Santa. Now, of all the Office Christmas episodes, this by far to me was the most surprising one that I watched because I don't, didn't really remember that much about it. And uh, on this year, season six, the show was still really humming along. And in fact, like the Christmas episode, that season came on after one of the most famous and well-known uh, episodes, Scott's Tots, uh, where Michael promises to pay for college for a group of kids, I believe, in third grade. And then, of course, when they, gra- they graduate, he can't financially follow through. Um, but this Secret Santa is a really bad episode by office uh, standards. So it kind of starts off as Phyllis playing Santa, which was you know kind of cute and funny. But then Michael finds out about it and freaks out, and of course he wants to be Santa. Now the writers usually did a pretty decent job of writing Michael Scott and making him a little bit more 3D and likable than sometimes he deserved to be. And in fact, you, you could see that like in the previous episode, Scott's Tots, because even though he was a total failure and didn't honor his uh, promise to the children, uh, you could still kind of see Michael trying to come through and that he kind of had a good heart. But not in this episode, because Michael is just a total jerk for most of the episode, uh, pouting about Phyllis being Santa, and he just kind of heckles her as she does her thing as Santa Claus. And just my opinion, I don't really think that the writers uh, for this episode had any good ideas for a Christmas one. So the plan, I think, was just to kind of let Steve Carell riff and do some improv uh, type stuff. And then it also has another really tired plot thread where the branch is going to close down again and somehow avoids it um, at the last second. Um, there are some funny jokes about Santa and Jesus from uh, Steve Carell 
But overall, this is really not a good Christmas episode at all. And as far as, like, office episodes go, it's a real bummer. And I actually would have to give this one an F. Definitely one of my least favorite office episodes of all time. And definitely my least favorite Christmas office episode of all time. But um, that was a bummer. But what's not a bummer is uh, what you're going to hear next. And it just wouldn't be a Cramla Christmas here at WGOT and on my friend's place without playing one of the greatest Christmas SNL skits of all time. So you're about to hear the legendary, the incredible sweaty balls here on my friend's place. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public, Public Radio. Radio. Now, Terry, it's Christmas season again, our favorite time of year. That's right, Margaret Jo. Holiday time is when the most wonderful culinary wishes can come true. Now, what's on your list this holiday season, Margaret Jo? Well, Terry, I really got greedy this year. I'm asking Chris Kringle for a wooden bowl, some oversized index cards, and a funnel. Ooh, a funnel. That'll be great for funneling. I know. I, I feel like a glutton. <laughs> What's on your list, Terry? Well, I'm only asking Santa for one thing, a big box of glue traps to help me deal with my excessive rat problem. <laughs> now tell me, um, are you, Margaret Jo, going to leave any treats out for Santa this year? Oh, absolutely, I always do. I like to leave Santa some tap water and rice. If Santa's anything like me, Christmas foods really wreak havoc on the old digestive system. What are you gonna leave, Terry? Uh, I can't ever leave food out in my apartment because I have an excessive rat problem. That's neat, Santa's fun. Santa's he is fun. fun, neat. Yeah, it's fun. Fun, like Christmas. good times. Good times. It's neat. Well, Christmas is a time for traditional foods and bite-sized treats, and we have a very special guest today. That's right, Terry. He's the owner of his own holiday bakery with a very, very clever name. Seasons Eatings. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I know, it rhymes with Seasons Greetings. <laughs> uh, please welcome the owner of Seasons Eatings, Pete Schwetty. Welcome. How are Welcome, you? Pete. We like the name of your store. Oh. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh. Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You, you sure did. Pete Schwetty. <laughs> well, Pete, Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats at this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. Mm. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. about your balls, Pete. Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name mm. it. Wow. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. It's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. 
You have some beautiful balls. <laughs> They're bigger than I expected. I know a lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's because I make sure that each one of my balls gets plenty of oil. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. That's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead, but be careful. They're very delicate. Wow. I can't wait to get my mouth around this ball. Ooh, I like the way your balls smell. Do whatever you want to them, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. Wow, creep. I have to say, your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret, sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Nothing Delicious. like a sweaty ball. Mm. Sweaty balls. Delicious. Good times. Mm. Good times. Mm. 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 Oh. Mm. Hell. Oh. Our producer, um, Glenn, is gesturing to us from the technician's booth. And it looks like he... It, oh, very good. He's telling us to wrap it up. I guess that's all the time we have today, Terry. So join us next week when our topic will be that other holiday favorite. Fragrant, salty nuts. We are children, children of the light. We are shining in the darkness of the night. Hope for this world, joy through all the land. Touch the heart of everyone, take everybody's hand. Come, come and gather in the flame, share the light in his name. Children of the light As the wind blows where we'll Spread the news to everyone There's still plenty of time For we have just begun We are children Children of the light We are shining In the darkness of the night Hope for this world Joy through all the land Join the song of all the earth We've a dream, a dream to share And a promise of rebirth the earth feel the warmth Of the love there in your heart We have many a dream and promises to keep We are children Children of the light We are shining in the darkness of the night Hope for this world Joy through all the land Touch the heart of everyone Take everybody's hand
vocals the song has stopped speaking and you're listening to my friend's place on wgotlp gainesville earlier in the show you heard new music from alternative great johnny marr now you've got another alternative great lead singer dave gahan and giving some nice backup vocals to jenny lee on that song and um here is what you just heard in that last half hour of music and a little bit of comedy because coming out of the break 
played a Cramela Christmas classic, which is Sweaty Balls, a 1998 SNL skit featuring some very famous uh, actors and actresses. You had Molly Shannon, who's had an incredible year, was part of the cast of one of my favorite TV shows, White Lotus. Then it also had Anna Gasteyer, who's had a good year as well. Uh, she was in actually in a Christmas movie that I reviewed a week or two ago called Clusterfunk Christmas, which is basically a parody of the Hallmark movies and uh, probably worth checking out. And then you had Alec Baldwin, who I don't know what he's been up to. Uh, seems to have kind of uh, disappeared here recently. So um, in addition to that skit, you had new music from Black Dresses, We Are Children of Light. Then it was Animal Collective with Walker. And then you had a cover from Kevin Morby of I Hear You Calling. And now you're called up to everything you've heard this week on My Friend's Place. So in honor of the Christmas holidays, been counting down the Christmas, our uh, office Christmas holiday uh, episodes starting with the last one, which was season nine. And now we've worked our way up to season five, which is Moroccan Christmas. So I think that it probably helped that this was the first office uh, Christmas episode in two years because in season four, there was a writer's strike that kind of messed the schedule up. Uh, so kind of had that going for it. And it's really pretty dark uh, for a Christmas episode, uh, which might be best known for Meredith drunkenly setting her hair on fire during their Moroccan-themed Christmas party, which kind of leads to the decision where Michael's going to absolutely cluelessly try to do an intervention for Phyllis, of course, at the Christmas party. Uh, So there are a lot of great Michael Scott one-liners and uh, really a a pretty edgy office episode. And then, once again, you have Ed Helms proving he could be incredibly annoying as Andy while spending most of the episode strumming on a sitar the whole episode. Not one of my favorite characters on the show, and um, ah, pretty annoying overall. So uh, anyway, getting back to the episode, has a really great ending when Toby buys a princess unicorn for hundreds of dollars over what it should have cost uh, to basically impress his daughter. He picks it up from Daryl and then gets an unexpected surprise with the Princess Unicorn doll that I'll leave out in case you decide you're going to go back and check out some of the Christmas-themed episodes. Then, like I said, there was no episode in Season 4, but then we get to Season 3, Benihana Christmas. And finally, we're getting to the great Office Christmas episodes. And this one was a two-parter, and might have been the episode that actually got me hooked on The Office, as I had kind of checked in and out of the first two seasons. And in this episode, Michael Scott's really looking forward to spending the holidays with his relatively new girlfriend, Carol, at the all-inclusive Sandals Resort, so very fancy there. And uh, Carol actually is played by Steve Carell's uh, real-life wife, uh, now named Nancy Carell. So then Michael Scott does one of my favorite Michael Scott things ever of all time, which is to send out a Christmas card of Carol and her children on a ski vacation with her ex-husband, where Michael Scott decides he's going to Photoshop his face over her ex-husband's face. So that leads to some uh, classic Michael Scott uh, moments after Carol dumps him, and uh, Michael po- Michael's having a really a pity party. So to cheer him up, Andy and the guys decide they're going to go out to Benihana's, or as Michael calls it, Asian Hooters. Now, here's where you're really going to need um, some willing suspension of disbelief 
as there are two young and very attractive Asian waitresses. They make a decision to go back to the office with um, Andy and Michael. So not super believable there, but hey, it is what it is. Um, once they get there, they discover that there's two different dueling Christmas parties, which was kind of the other major plot line with Angela wanting to do an Angela Christmas party. So everything's proper and prim. And then uh, Pam and Karen, who was played by Rashida Jones, they want to throw a fun karaoke margarita Christmas party. So there's lots of great moments, lots of great moments from that karaoke party. And this episode is really, really great. And one of the best office episodes, and in my opinion, just one of the best holiday episodes for any sitcom or TV show. Uh, I watch it every single year, love it, and that one is definitely going to get an A-plus in my book. So, let's get back into some music after that, and first up in this next music mix, got a new one from Soft Cell. Uh, actually, I think it's a B-side of some of their new music. It's called Vaporize, and you're listening to My Friend's Place.
two hours, you get some actual Christmas music on the My Friend's Place 2021 Christmas special. It's Mac DeMarco doing a pretty straightforward version of I'll Be Home for Christmas. And sometimes a straightforward version can be a lot better than a reinterpretation, if you know what I mean. And in this case, I like his straightforward interpretation. So what else did you just hear? Well, thank you for asking. You also had new music from Self Cell, uh, Vaporize, uh, new music from Tangerine Dream called Rom, which is the first new music that the group's put together uh, since Edgar Froese passed away in 2015, coming from an album that's going to be titled Rom, supposedly based on recordings that Edgar Froese had done uh, in the past. Then you had one uh, from Idols, When the Lights Come On. After that, it was Cloakroom, Lost Meaning, and then you heard Boy Harsher, Give Me a Reason, and now you called up to everything you've heard on the Christmas special of My Friend's Place. So, uh, just a quick reminder, if you want to listen to this uh, episode or past episodes of My Friend's Place, you can find me pretty easily online by searching for Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. And while you're on the internet, uh, please consider becoming a uh, patron on Patreon. So for as little as $1 a month, you can subscribe to WGOT on Patreon. And I know that uh, Fred Souter's putting part of his Best best Dub 2021 Albums Countdown 
as part of our Patreon package, and I'm uh, very much looking forward to that. Also, you've got some great content that H.R. Uh, Gertner's put up there, some career retrospectives of artists that we can't do because of licensing issues on the radio signal, and i got a couple of things up there, too. So definitely uh, consider subscribing on Patreon. Again, $1 a month, $12 a year, that's all we're asking. And um, so for this episode, we've been counting down the Office Christmas episodes, starting with the newest one, which was Season 9 and the last season of Office, all the way up to uh, the oldest which in this case will be season two because season one didn't start until after Christmas, so there's no Christmas episode. And um, now we're down like to the oldest and the very best. And season two's uh, title is Christmas Party. And along with season three, Benihana Christmas is just incredible television. Uh, so this is an episode that starts off, they're doing a Secret Santa gift exchange, um, which not unusual. We've had it at my office as well, uh, but this kind of goes awry when Michael gets angry with the gift that uh, was given to him. It was an oven mitt that Phyllis had handmade, and he uh, kind of freaks out over it. So he decides, because he didn't like the gift that he got, that he's going to change the um, Secret Santa contest into a white elephant game. Um, if you're not familiar with white elephant, basically it's, it's mostly like gag gifts in general, it's like half gag gifts and half real gifts, so you it's basically a competition to see who can get the best gift and the worst gift. So in this episode, after that happens, chaos ensues because people had purchased gifts specifically for their secret Santa person. And then things just get crazy in a very good and hilarious way on this episode. So um, the gifts are all really great, including my personal favorite, uh, the Babies Playing Instruments poster for Angela, which would be coming a reoccurring thing over the years on The Office. And then, of course, this one has the teapot that Jim bought with uh, Pam, and he had stuffed in some memories of things they had done over the years. And then just the look on Jim's face when Dwight originally uh, gets it in the White Elephant contest and says he's going to use it as a neti pot, and he's putting it up his nose. Priceless. So it's just a great Christmas episode, a great episode of Office, and just great television in general. And this one, I say it definitely deserves an A+. So uh, so now we're to the closer this week on My Friend's Place. And instead of a song, you're going to actually hear a Christmas segment from the David Letterman show. Now every year, Jay Thomas would go on David Letterman, and they would take turns trying to knock a giant meatball off the top of the Christmas tree. Then Jay Thomas would sit down and tell the same basic Lone Ranger story every single year. Now, sadly, uh, Jay Thomas passed away in 2017, but nothing to me says Christmas more than hearing Jay Thomas with the Lone Ranger story. So that's what you're going to hear for the closing track this week. Um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I'll be back next week. So enjoy. Uh, Jay now, as part of our holiday tradition, will tell yeah. the greatest talk show story of all, all right. time. I just want to say I am so friggin' glad this is over, all right? I just want... <laughs> I've never been so glad for some... I mean, I don't care if he retires or what happens to you're it. Just, I have no interest. You're just done with it. <laughs> you know, he's going to go to Montana and watch cow pies fall in the range or something. I don't know. So, uh, when I was a young uh, disc jockey in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
I used to open uh, car dealerships like many of us did. Yeah, remote and, broadcast. Yeah, all of that come out and, you know, buy the car and here's sure. a deal and have a hot dog with the kids and all. And the Lone Ranger was working, uh, Clayton Moore, who, by the way, was born in 1914. This is his 100th birthday this oh year. Oh, my God, how about so, that? Well, he, he's not here. He's dead. He can't hear you. So <laughs> the applause is wasted. Save that for me. I make it up again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I like all that applause. So, um, uh, he's going to open the dealership. I don't even know that I cared that much when I thought about it, but I liked him, you know, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. He was uh, very quiet, and he um, didn't say much, and he, he wore that outfit. He was erect. Right. He, had the, he had the mask. He had the hat. He had the guns. He had that Carolina blue outfit. Right. And so, I have this, you know, uh, white man's afro, and I go, and I'm the screaming DJ, and I'm yelling and screaming and selling and, the cars. And part of it is come down. Meet the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger's here for the kids. <clears throat> Come right. meet the Lone, not, not Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger. Mm -hmm. And he was signing autographs and people were putting guns to his head and all these politically <laughs> incorrect things oh, and, God. you know, everything. And so my buddy Mike Martin is in town, uh, you know, uh, dropping off my payola check. And so, uh, <laughs> well, that's true. So I'm there and Mike has long, long hair. Uh, he looks like David Lee Roth before he cleaned up his act. He's all, and he, and he has on uh, stacked heels and these tight pants and a big belt and a tie-dyed shirt, long, long hair, like a Bay City roller, right? He's a weird-looking guy, so he's there. I'm broadcasting. It's about time for it to be over. So Mike and I go behind a dumpster and, and, and we get herbed up. Herbed up. We get herbed up. Herbed up, yeah. So that's what we're waiting for. You and Mike so, are herbed up. We're herbed up. So we come back in and our eyes are rolling like BBs in a boxcar. We are like, <laughs> like that. So I go, okay, goodbye, see you later. You know, nice seeing you. And we start to leave and they close it up. And the Lone Ranger is just standing by the door waiting for the car the radio station was supposed to send him. I have about a 10-year-old Volvo. Mm -hmm. And I have it parked, and Mike and I are going to go off and, and re-herb ourselves in, in a few moments. And so <laughs> no one comes, and I'm thinking, well, i got to take care of the Lone Ranger. So I go over, and, and I so said, he doesn't have a ride home. But he doesn't say anything. Uh -huh. he, just, he just stands with the mask <laughs> and the hat. And, so, and some, like, old hot dogs near him or something. Yeah. So I go, I, I really think I said Mr. Lone Ranger or something. I said, hey, uh, Mr. Lone Ranger, um, would you, uh, you know, I'm sorry about this. Can we give you a ride back to the, the Red Roof Inn? And he says, yes. Mm. So Mike and I are completely loaded. I bring the car around, and I have to, you know, push papers and push books and, you know, wrappers, and we put the Lone Ranger in the back of my Volvo. <laughs> and we do everything we can not to act stone. So... <laughs> We're like completely lit and we're driving like this and it's terrible traffic. It's dead silence in the car. And, um, and so uh, we're sitting there for a while and Mike, would, we would look at each other and he'd move his hair back every few minutes and he'd go like this. And so a guy gets upset in front of us, an older man on a Buick, and he wants to get out of the traffic and he's backing up. And all of a sudden he rams in to the front of my Volvo and I can hear the light break in the front. Oh, no. And then he pulls out and he's gone. Oh, now this is that five-cylinder yeah. Volvo. And I take off and we're chasing him. We completely forget the Lone Ranger <laughs> is in the back. And he's like this as I'm going through traffic. He's <laughs> with the hat and, and the mouth. And I think I caught a glance of him in the rearview mirror, but it didn't mean anything to me. It was like part of my stone, you know, like. 
<laughs> so we take off, and I remember passing Anderson's restaurant. We catch the old bastard, and we, we pull up in front of him, and we both jump out. Mike with his long hair and his stacked heels, me with my, my uh, white man's afro, and he goes, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, what am I doing? You ran into my car. He says, I did not. Oh, yes, you did. You broke my headlight. He says, oh, really? What are you going to do? I, well, I'm going to call the cops. And the guy says, well, who do you think they're going to believe? Me or you two hippie freaks? And the Lone Ranger gets out from behind. <laughs> They'll believe me, citizen. <laughs> and the guy, I, I swear to God, the guy goes like this. I didn't know it was you. <laughs>